dark shadow. <laughs> spoopy. It's not. It's not October, but it's already getting spoopy. Spooky, spooky skeletons. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Cattles of Runeterra, episode 20. I'm your host, Ryan, here with your other host, Hetch. Episode 20. I know, right? We've we, we done it. We've done it. I, uh, I feel accomplished right now. Did you ever Im- imagine a world in which it would be possible? <laughs> I I mean, in, in 2020? Absolutely not. <laughs> I honestly didn't think the human race was going to make it this far. Um, yeah, man, we're, we're here. It's... What is it? We're in September. We're in September. Oh my goodness! It's just moving, man. Time, moving. time is a straight line. Yeah, Continuous. it's oh, well, that's that's up for discussion. But <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> we won't do that here. But we will, we will do uh, housekeeping. <laughs> so obviously, <laughs> listen to us everywhere. Uh, follow us on Twitter if you're not to keep up to date with episodes. Fastest way to get updated. Uh, that's at Podcast Core. That's Podcast C O R. And then you can send an email to the same name at gmail.com. Uh, and please like, follow, and leave a short review or comment as usual. And after a long day, tell a friend to relax and bask in the moonlight and chill to the sounds of the casuals of Runeterra podcast. Oh God, what we just went to like a two a.m. a.m. radio cast. Gross. Stick to the game. Stick to the game. Stick to the game. Um, so this one's interesting because neither Hetra or I have really done anything fun. I've been playing Expedition though. Um, I had 32 Expedition coins. <laughs> so I figured, you know what, new set. Let's go ahead and see what cards we can get as I try to get those first couple boxes um, in the uh, the Activate tab or the Activated Regions tab because I have all the other stuff. So I might as well use that before I buy cards. Um, and. Yeah, expedition is is a good time. I'm starting. To, I got. I have to get back into it because it is so different from other drafting um, games, and I haven't played it in the, since beta. So to be different. honest. Um, what, what are you playing though? Well, you're more fun than I am. I <laughs> I copy pasted um, a list from Mega Magwai. Um, nice. That's the Yasuo Leona stun. Yeah. Um, because we. We discovered last cast that we are split in this in this podcast. Like I'm Camp Leona, yeah. so I had to craft all my Leonas, um, and, and I do have obviously a a Leona Demacia list because yeah. it that just makes sense. But I played around with this one because it is kind of fun while being a little bit different from some mm-hmm. things that popped up. But it's not a creative creation of mine. Yeah, and I, but I, I had fun. I, I'm having yeah. a blast. The, it, I, I'm now in your boat though, where I haven't played as much as I should, and that's <laughs> that's because I'm living back in like early 2000s with the Crystal Chronicles remake. Oh, so. that's right. Yeah, so that's understandable. You should just start with that, and then you I'm wouldn't have to say anything else. <laughs> I'm, I'm a loser. No, it, it's great fun. Um, I, I avoided it though, like the plague, because I was like, this, I can't, I can't, I couldn't do it. Crystal Chronicles. I can't do it. I have a good Crystal Chronicles story. I'll tell you later too. Oh, excellent! About the original release. I don't think I've ever told you the story. But yeah, so so let's go ahead and just move to the main topic then, uh, where we're gonna start with some Diana stuff. My girl, uh, Lunari, stand up. 
Uh, what star do you got for us to start? Lori, stand up. Uh, represent. <laughs> Diana's got shooters out here, man. Um, all right, so we're going to open it up with a spell. Honestly, I think like if we're all going to be honest, we all see this spell coming. This is not going to be a surprise, but it's it's perfect. Like we're going to open up the Pale Cascade. Nice. So with Pale Cascade is going to be obviously Targon two mana spell at burst speed, and it is given ally plus two plus one this round with Nightfall. Draw a card. Yeah. And. I can't think of any way to make this card better for an aggro deck. This is this is literally all you could ask for in an aggro deck. You know, you've got the burst speed as far as making sure that the the spell's going to go off. You've got stats that you're adding to the board, both not and not just attack. Like your that one health can make a huge difference as far as surviving yeah. a vile feast or something like that, and on top of that, the flavor as far as playing in a Nightfall deck is if you're triggering Nightfall off of it, you're drawing a card too. Like the car- the spell is perfect. Like it is a perfect card, auto include in any Nightfall deck. And the only thing negative that I can even find in it is <laughs> like it doesn't feel like like it doesn't have that whole feeling that a lot of other like champion spells have yeah. of feeling like the League of Legends character. And man, I that is nitpicking. <laughs> I, I I'm is it, digging is it because it doesn't cost three. It, it, yeah, where's the three cost? <laughs> Come on, Riot. <laughs> Ryan's math has dictated that it must align 100% of the time. I don't care about balance. I just want it to match. The numbers don't add up. <laughs> yeah, I like this card a lot. Like you said, it's flexible. And and Nightfall in general is a more flexible um, keyword in this set versus uh, Daybreak, right? So it being a Nightfall card fits a lot better. Because if it was a Daybreak card with draw one, then it kind of skews how usable it would have been. Yeah, and and because uh, I didn't like specify it just in case the daybreak and nightfall daybreak is the first card you play in a round, mm-hmm. while nightfall is the second card you play in a round, or you know not the just as long as it's not the first. Yeah, um, just to really specify it. So that kind of feeds into the the follower we have here. Um, yes, with some more nightfall goodness. And right. one, one of the better quotes I like here. Uh, yeah, and I, I'm I'm gonna uh, uh, full disclosure. You know, let's let's be a little bit transparent here. Mm-hmm. I picked this one because the art is also ballin'. All right. Like, yeah. Uh, well, oh, little no. What's good, Bay? I'm happy you mentioned that. So, was it six more vodka? Uh, the guys who do the art, or the company that does the art, yes. or a good majority of the art has posted all of their full art stuff on their site. So if oh, you really? haven't seen that or heard that, go check that out um, because you can get all the desktop stuff you want, uh, wallpapers for phones, et cetera, um, at, at maximum resolutions. So dope of them. They do a great job. And we are seeing because I just mentioned that, but this art is actually done by uh, Kudos Productions. So they brought more artists in in this one, um, both independent and studios. But as yeah. you were. I, I, I didn't know that. I'm going to have to check those out. I'm going to pimp out my background now. <laughs> nice. All right. So we're, we're going to be going into the Lunari Shade Stalker. So just first, let's look at the card. It's going to be a two mana, two, three. 
with Nightfall Grant Me Elusive. It's too good. It's, <laughs> I, I, this is another one that is like kind of an auto include, isn't it? Like what where can you go wrong with a two mana two three, first off? Like that's already just a good stat line yeah. for the game. Yeah. Um and uh, it's one of the things where this is one of those cards that you take for granted the health stat in a lot of cards and this one is one of those cards that really shows how important like a health stat can be because this is already something that gets past mystic shot like if you're using spells you're probably getting two for one as far as the spells and that's great but um the fact that it also has elusive and in a meta post riot elusive nerfs (laughs) all right like all of the elusive cards had to get destroyed for this card to survive <laughs> all right like they, they, it's it can only survive in this uh, in this environment and those cards had to walk so this card could run oh my god <laughs> <laughs> but um but also this one like i i wanted to look at it because the flavor text on this one is also like the my favorite way of doing flavor texts which is, instead of telling like the lore of the card we're looking at just a specific story that we know nothing about and it is a quote from a solari priest let us cast our eyes towards the heavens toward the sun toward our lady's wait what what is that (laughs) (laughs) spoilers that man probably did oh he did It's like it's like an anime where you have like a guard having like a, a discussion with someone and the guy's responding but not looking at his partner and all of a sudden you hear ah, ah. <laughs> It's and so perfect. Head snaps, head snaps yeah. looking off camera. Nani? <laughs> so this this takes us to our our champion for the episode. Uh, which is the the lady of night herself, uh, Diana, and I forgot to mention the, the title of this: Dark Shadow. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> spooky! It's not it's not October, but it's already getting spooky. Spooky, spooky skeletons. <laughs> <laughs> so. If you've listened to our last episode, and if you haven't, then listen to that episode because they go hand in hand with uh, Leona and Diana. Uh, and then if you haven't listened to that episode, listen to every episode before that because that's how it works. And so for Diana, so as we mentioned before, Diana was an orphan whose parents died to, unfortunately, to the elements of the mountain. She was found during like a Solari kind of mission uh, where soldiers were out. They took her in. And then she was raised in the Solari faith, right? Raised as one of their own, but was not really bound by it. So kind of like a secular following, if that makes sense, right? Um, where she didn't really attack it, but she would always ask questions and, you know, try to poke holes in the whole religion. And people were like, hey, don't do that. <laughs> it's not cool, right? Like, don't 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 poke it. Don't don't <laughs> leave it alone. It's that guy just hiding behind the camera, just giving the cut signals yes. to her, like <laughs> don't, don't. cut it, cut it, cut it, stop. <laughs> and you know that inquisitive nature in such a very strict faith usually led to her being shunned by the elders, so like teachers and priests, and no one really wanted to help her. And this is kind of how she became good friends with Leona, where as we mentioned, Leona is more of like a. Uh, monastic, like a monk, right? Like she follows it to the T. She's all about it. She's 100% Team Solari. 
Uh, and but she's also because of that open to bring Diana, or Diana on as a friend as trying to be like, oh, well, maybe I can help her. Right. And, Di- and Diana's like, well, maybe she will listen. Right. Because she's at least showing me attention where everybody else act, acts like I don't exist. Uh, and what kind of gives us our takeoff point is when she finds the depictions in the cave uh, of the Lunari alongside the Solari. A Solari. And she comes back. She tries to tell Leona, hey, this is cool. Right. And she's like, ah, no. And <laughs> that's heresy. <laughs> and that's, that's heresy. That's heresy. <laughs> and she immediately didn't want to get involved and try to say, hey, Diana, let's let's quit this whole charade for now and just keep doing what we do. Uh, so she kind of left it alone. And that allowed uh Diana to be like, okay, cool. If you're not going to go with me, I'm going to go find more information. (laughs) And she went, found more information in the sense that she was then consumed by the moon's light and became the moon aspect and was granted all the knowledge and powers of the Lunari. So upon that happening, likewise, we had Leona encountering her same event where she was being consumed by the sun's light um, and that aspect. And at that point, which we didn't get mentioned in Leona's story, but Diana was like, hey, what if we take both of our powers and go off to essentially seek the truth together as far as these two aspects? And Leona's like, no, we need to go back to town and let people know what's up. And Diana's like, no. So she beats her up. <laughs> because I think I, one, one thing we know about the moon's aspect is it does have an aggressive feature to it, um, where it is more like feral in a sense. And that leads her to beat up Leona and then run back to town to see if she can convince the town folk of what's going on, like the elders and such. Like, hey, I've just been consumed by this. Like, you need to listen to the story. And they are all scared shitless because they're like, this is, no, we don't want to deal with this. Why do you have this power? And you're a heretic. <laughs> because that's the, that's the most important part. Heresy. Heresy. <laughs> um, and this leads to that rage-inducing thing again where the battle kind of, the little battle happens and she leaves a bunch of carnage in her wake and she flees. And she says, screw it, I'm gone. But her vow is to... Um, open their eyes to the truth someday uh, in the future about what the Solari and the Lunari together means uh, by any means necessary, which is, listen, religious conflicts in the past (laughs) are the basis of this story. So we can understand how we get to this wartime um, situation uh, that we have in the game or in uh, like League of Legends and what we know from the lore. But we'll get to that stuff down the road, we get go deeper into the interactions between between the two. So, keyword yeah. deeper, like there that yeah. like that trying to even dig into the conflict is like there's a lot. There's definitely a lot, and it's something to look forward to. To be honest, like, oh yes, yeah. yeah, they're definitely. Gonna, I think it's one of those cases amount. where we have Targon because remember, you know, we mentioned last episode Targon's being released in three kind of waves, right? So we have this first batch. We're going to have a smaller batch in the next two before we get to the next region next year. So that's going to be a cool way for them to probably re-reference. Okay, well, we've given you the beginning of what's happening. Here's some more stuff as we add cards, right? Like the grander picture, which is going to be cool um, on top of because we have stories for both characters as well. So that's cool. Uh, So let's talk about the card because the card is very aggressive and just like the moon aspect. (laughs) 
so, <laughs> like as far as you bringing up that like the Lunari is more feral. Yeah. This card's pretty feral. <laughs> yeah. And even her makeup is fierce. <laughs> yes. yes, queen. Yes, queen. <laughs> um, so Diana's a two for or a two cost, two two with quick attack, and if nightfall trigger. Give me Challenger this round. And then if you activate Nightfall four times, she flips. And when she flips, she becomes even a more aggressive card because she becomes the uh, Nightfall trigger. So she still has quick attack. She becomes a 3-3. So like every character, you get the plus one, plus one. Uh, And then she has Nightfall. Or when you activate another Nightfall, give me plus two, plus zero and Challenger this round. Uh, And that stacks. So, well, the challenger is once it's champ challenger, you have it, no. but that plus two plus zero stacks. Everyone pause. That stacks. Like, at that, <laughs> with the way that this game works, is like Diana hits the board, you're triggering, you're triggering Nightfall, yeah. like, again and again for the turn. And the way that Nightfall is working right now, it's a low to the ground curve. Yeah. So you're going to be able to trigger it a lot as long as you got the board space. And when you're triggering it, this is a two mana kill spell. At that point, like it, essentially, it, essentially, like a two mana kill spell, it, because like with the quick attack on top of it, like you better have removal if you weren't trying to protect something on your board. Exactly. Um, yeah, this is a cool card. A lot of people are encountering some problems with trying to work with um, Lunari aggro because there it, it runs out of steam a lot. Um, and with these cards, you kind of need that buffer of overwhelm somehow to fit in there, but it doesn't fit very well. So it's like, how do you get, how do you balance it out? But everyone's so hyped up on ASOL right now. It's not even a case where they're trying to, like the aggro decks you're seeing are still the old style of things. So no one's really taken to it yet. And I, I know that like one of the big things with it um, is that it's such a different play style because of the way like, that it differs from other aggro decks where it's pseudo swarmy yeah while also not being full-on swarm it is a almost passive style of playing an aggressive yeah. deck but it's not it's not deep enough to have a mid-range tag to it yep. it's Great it, point. it's I feel like it feels like a play style that just hasn't been fully figured out yet uh, like because it definitely doesn't feel weak i know lord knows i have gotten absolutely <laughs> bodied by like a diana and nocturne on the same board yeah i mean i bodied yeah. but nut draw is a nut draw like it's going to do damage <laughs> absolutely like it's like I, i'll be all right i'm at like 17 <laughs> oh Oh, hang on a second. I'm at negative three. <laughs> so, so you're saying there was never a chance. <laughs> so it's funny you bring up power level because that leads us to our question of this episode. Hetch is this one once again. I'm going easier on you these days uh, because I care for your health. And bless you. <laughs> so, which power set would you rather? Would you rather the Lunari power set or the Solari power set? Would you like to cook people with the sun's rays? <laughs> or, or just strike them with a blade? Because that seems to be the power set. <laughs> um, the power what? set of Lunari is just a knife. Like, it's really just... 
Like, okay, like, you know, I could have made this question a lot more in depth, but you had to phrase it. You had to phrase it the way you phrased it. So yeah. I'm going with, I'm going with, you know, I want to be a chef. All right. I'm going okay. with cooking people. All right? So it's, uh, it's funny because I, I like the Lunari better, but the power set of the Solari is so cool. And even the animations are super cool with just blowing people up with the sun. <laughs> you, you can't really beat that. I'm sorry. Behold! I know the night is cool and all, but come on. Yeah. I like and this is another time that you've kind of like like you've just kind of sidelined me with this whole like because the story of the Lunari, like the more that Diana found, where it's like, oh well they lived in harmony at yeah. one point. Like like that is like we don't know enough. There's so much potential depth there. And the idea of pursuing living in harmony is something that speaks to me. Yeah. And it's like, that's great. But then last episode, you're like, well, I play Diana. And it's like, oh, if we're pulling that card, I drop my ult <laughs> on your face. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, you want to cook people with the sun? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I want to cook people. We Pass got me him. my magnifying glass. We got him on record, folks. He's going to prison. <laughs> I'm gonna, no. <laughs> No, please. And, and with that, we're going to wrap it up. So thanks for listening. And we'll be back soon with the next episode. Take care, everybody.